What's up, guys? Cameron here. Hi, it's hey, Matt. Taren. Welcome to another edition of Tinseltown Thunderdome. In today's episode, we'll be discussing Barbie. Just a heads up, we will be getting into spoilers. You have been forewarned. Leave now or forever hold your peace. It's been several weeks since the opening of this movie, and I think the only way to start this conversation is to acknowledge the fact that this is a sensational hit. And I would be shocked if anyone thought that this movie was going to be as big as it was or as big as it is and is continuing to billion be. dollar Barbie. I mean, astounding. Did y'all think that it was going to be this big? I mean, I think it's, it's could be billion and a half dollar Barbie before it's done. It's, um, when I was a kid and Titanic came out, I remember a, a similar sensation where it was like there was a lot of hype before the movie came out. Then there was kind of a it like there was a like peak hype came three or four months before the movie came out. And then there's kind of like this this negative downturn where people felt like, OK, this is way overhyped. People are not going to really be that interested in this movie. And then it dropped and. I mean, people were seeing the film four and five times Uh, in the theater where I saw this film. There were multiple women in their, I'll just say 40 plus, don't know exact ages, but 40 plus who said it was their second time to see Barbie. That age cohort is not what I typically think of as repeat offenders at the theater. Um, It's capturing all kinds of people. Um, who are intrigued by the premise, intrigued by the trailer. And I think, of course, word of mouth and and all the buzz and all the hype is actually playing in its favor. I did not predict this um, I at all. Um, when I heard that Greta Gerwig was directing Barbie and, and Margot Robbie um, and Ryan Gosling were starring and, and Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig were writing together, I was intrigued and pretty excited Um but I, I was not excited yeah, about that's Noah fine. Bomber. I mean, he, his movie. I like. I like some of his movies. I mean, he, a Marriage Story is great. Marriage Story. But is great. recently, I'm just so out no, on that's, him. That's fine. But Marriage anyway, Story. I mean, yeah, anyway. Ahead, but um, Marriage Story is great. I still haven't I like seen Squid in the Whale, but, but I, I want to. I think that's probably it's supposed to be a very poignant, good film. But um, anyway, I, I hear you. Um, but I remember thinking, I was like, wow, this is. I think there'd be a lot of blowback. Like people will. It's going to be too, I don't know, elitist. Like, what are they doing here? They're going to just, like, lampoon the whole phenomenon, and, and it'll be clever. Maybe it'll be a critical hit if they're lucky. But, like, who's going to go see this movie? I was totally off. I thought it was going to be hit. I assumed that it would be received well by critics. And we'll, we'll have to get into the barbenheimer of it all because i think it's just inherent to this conversation but both movies have exceeded my expectations by double i would have expected barbie on its like at at its best to have gotten to like 500 to 7 750 million dollars worldwide for it to be almost doubling that i mean it's already at a billion which is double my low-end prediction is astounding and i the same for oppenheimer well the backdrop to that is that um other movies have halved expectations like indiana jones 
five, yeah. Mission Impossible seven. Um, these are movies that are tried and true. You would assume they'd bring in big bank, established IP, huge name actors, and they're you know not accomplishing well, the goal. And I think it's it's indicative of people's interest in something fresh and something new, real stories that are being told that are not just another round of existing IP. And and I'm saying that having seen Indiana Jones and being very satisfied with what they accomplished in that film, I just think this this the 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 feeling is I'm tired of all this existing IP. Give me something new to chew on. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna step a little left here and say I think Barbie was gonna be a smash hit whether Oppenheimer came out that weekend or not. It just touches on to so many uh, social norms, social attitudes, uh, conversations on feminism, um, women's empowerment, male patriarchy. It, it the film does all of that, and it does it in a lighthearted way, and in a in a highly accessible way. And I, I mean, it's just utterly appealing, even if you are a male chauvinist, you are going to enjoy this movie because you're going to walk out of me like Ryan Gosling well, is a badass, and Ken. I don't know if that would be there's the like take, a there's a yeah, there's yeah. a kind of like <laughs> no, I mean you're you're gonna you're going to you're, you're going to be annoyed at the end. I mean you're gonna you're gonna Bill Maher the whole thing and say that it's like a you know a, a, did, did Bill a, a terrible that film take, that's yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. he said he liked he, it, but he was like basically suggesting it was unrealistic. Uh, I'm Unrealistic. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a movie no, about a Barbie doll. When I visit doll. Barbie World, oh, yeah. it's just like up? that. <laughs> I don't know where he spent his time. I don't know if Bill Maher's missing this, but embedded in the film, and I think what's so clever about it is this cautionary tale where, sure, if Bill Maher criticizes the, the Ken character as being an infantilized stereotype of what men are, I mean, the film, I think, is fully cognizant of that and is putting out as a cautionary tale, look, when society does this to a group, especially a group that has an easy ideology can grab hold of to re-seize power, and you treat them like infants or denigrate them or don't pay attention to them, they can reach back for that old playbook and turn the whole world upside down. So I think you have that happen with the whole, the whole Ken thing, how things switch real. It's, it's it's an absolute parody where all the women, all the Barbies are immediately programmed and brainwashed and have to deprogram them. But it's like, I, I don't think the movie's unfair towards Ken. I mean, you show the resentment building, building, building. He's ignored. He's denigrated. There's no place for him. He does beach. Um, so you can look at that as either. What, what do you what do you think? What do you think that that Barbie brainwash scene was trying to evoke? Were they deprogram or when? Well, the programming portion, right? The, the You're talking which about we don't the scene see. where the Barbies play into the stereotypes of like ditzy yes. women, where they're yes. brusky bearing like, the men. Yes, right. and 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 you know what 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 do you think is it, Greta is trying to emphasize there about the female experience? I think she's trying to show that if you if you have this dissatisfied, you can have a dissatisfied part of the population that used to be powerful. And if you just like kind of continue, like over time that resentment can grow to the point where like society can kind of turn upside down. I think it's, I think it's a reference to some of the things that have happened in the last 10 years where people are just like, Oh, society's like this. Oh, like there's this group of people, you know, 
they have no purpose. They have no purpose. They're oppressors. They have, you know, they're now in their rightful place, disempowered. That happens over and over. That group can suddenly just seize on these old frameworks and in a moment also bring on people who are also dissatisfied for whatever reason. The Barbies want to try something new and something seems enticing to them. Like, oh, there's these men talking about horses and, and drinking beer. Like, that's interesting. I'm bored of being president. That So it's just like just showing how quickly and in unexpected ways things can switch if you don't notice like all the Kens are being crapped on while half the society is really enjoying themselves and having is, is empowered. So, I mean, I think she plays with a lot of that. Um, there's a, there's a weird, almost, um, and Bill, Bill Marshall eat that up. That's what I mean. Well, there's a weird, almost Nazi Jew context going on yes. of like eternal vigilance, the need for eternal vigilance. Yes. And, um, and, and I, I, I think it's, it's really interesting to to see that kind of th- this idea that like w- you you really can't tolerate any level of passive unearned power grabs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's it, 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 those those sorts of um, and I say passive because it's like they're not necessarily by design. They're almost they're almost a, a byproduct of some sort of primal but but um uncivilized attitude and and it you're right it's like it's this rep, it's represented in society over time and again and, but the catalyst for it is is often something unexpected something you you have no idea what's going to bring it about and um, it can be a pretty like an acute moment yes which i think is a really important distinction to be made is like if there's a situation underneath that is that is like brewing one little thing can set it off information infusion or exposure to another world like this what happens in that movie in a very very uh succinct way is like the printing press and suddenly the kens have they're reading the bible for themselves and they decide well we don't need the king we don't need the pope we are all masters of our own domain why is and they talk about the patriarchy, and they seize on the patriarchy idea because there was a barbiarchy in place. Ken had to go home; he couldn't be at the <laughs> he couldn't be at the sleepover. He didn't, he doesn't know what sex yeah. is. He doesn't know, but he just feels left out. He's just like, oh, that you know, they have these nice houses. We, I think the Ken sleep on the beach, you know. And the, she plays with that, and I'll, I'll give Bombac credit too. The, the, the writers Gerwig and Bombac play with that in such a way that this movie can keep marinating and. To me, I'm, I'm I'm kind of disappointed, not that Mar would be upset, but that he would miss that they are actually addressing a lot of his pet like issues in ways much better than he does. Um, and I say that as as someone who sometimes sympathizes with the things that he raises, like he just didn't have the nuance to understand that he, they're talking about shifting identity power grabs, like real Foucauldian stuff. I mean, I've this made- this movie this movie definitely is one that China should have banned if they didn't. Oh yeah, because it's it's an utter it champions individualism like no other film. I, I mean, there's that scene where Barbie and and Ken are talking, and Barbie's like, you know, basically, I, I've you know, I found myself, and this is this moment of enlightenment. You must find yourself, Ken. 
You must find out who the real kin is, not the dependent or codependent kin. And there's something there about about um, identity as a woman or a man, and 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 that being not necessarily the the key factor. <laughs> it's more about who are you, the you you, not the like you and the construct of being a man or you in the construct of being Ken or you in the construct of being Barbie or you in the construct of being a woman. Who are you, stereotypical Barbie? Are you a human being with with interests, desires, beliefs? Who are you, Ken, the Ryan Gosling version? Are are you someone who what do you love? What are you about? What do, is it you want to accomplish? And the movie, that to me was kind of the centerpiece of the movie for me, it was like, find thyself. When you find thyself, you can reach personal enlightenment or personal satisfaction. If you don't, you will forever be lost in the wilderness of dependency or in the wilderness of, of social constructs. And that, that was the underwriting kind of the deep meaning of the film for me as a person. I think Along those lines, this movie did what so many Disney animated films try to do over and over and people make fun of, you know, like be yourself, or be yourself, follow your heart, this kind of stuff. But this movie does it in a more nuanced way and makes almost like this humanitarian case and a social stability case. I can't think of that many movies. Um, Oppenheimer does some of this different topic, but... Um, who that had this many layers of social commentary in an entertaining package, like to the point where folks like Bill Maher, I think, are missing those layers. Um, and but not because it doesn't communicate, but it's because um, it communicates, I think, better than they do. It is so disappointing to see a guy like Bill Maher. Um, not that I'm like a particular fan of Bill Maher, but um, I think he is a pretty intelligent person, and for him to view this movie so superficially um and and it seems to me that he's like very insecure and and reacting very defensively is baffling to me because as you said Matt it is i think the movie has a guise of like contemporary feminism but it is a deconstruction of of human behavior and societal structures from the dawn of man. And and that's why I think the 2001 intro was not just a gimmick. I think she is making a statement. This is not a movie just about the present day. This is a movie about what makes us human at any time in in history and how men and women coexist and and how the power dynamics are always at play. The the layers, the 2001, I mean, of course, not of course, but the 2000, there's so many layers to that 2001 opening scene and things that they're doing. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit, uh, Bombeck and, and, and Gerwig, but I think this is all intentional. Um, there is a nod towards our biological anthropological roots and um, going way, 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 way back to to sort of like, primate behavior and the movie starts with this child rearing role being smashed for everything that Barbie is but then the movie ends again spoiler at the gynecologist's office 
But Gerwig is complicating all of this with such like lighthearted humor and like humanity that it all kind of works. I mean, I, I think like you can take from it, you can like it or hate it based on the things you, you pick from it, but there's just a lot to wade into and explore. Well, I'm, I'm not, I, I think, uh, you know, Bill Maher's got his perspective. I think he's missed the point. I think, you know, even if he's right that, well, you know, Mattel's board is now close to 50, 50 men and women and, blah, you know, whatever it's like, that is not really what's relevant here. And that's not really the, the goal of the movie. Um, and um, if you come out of the film feeling threatened, I think you feel threatened, as you said, Cameron, because you're insecure, because you, you feel attacked. You feel like society is now uh, against you and you're worried about that. And, um, you know, I, 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 I think there's a um I th- I do think there are a lot of people of Bill Maher's age who are going to feel that way. Part of it is age, part of it is being a white man in a time when white men have a different role to play in society um or maybe a different ladder. It's not the same ladder. It's still but but regardless of all of that, the movie is trying to say something again, I think much more profound. This is not a movie that that stops at the level of, you know, uh, feminism and and, a, and an approach to like what it is to be a woman. It is much more about the individual and and self actualizing and and seeing the world as a place that um, uh, is should not be a trap. It's a it's a place to explore and to 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 learn about and to to learn about yourself and more than anything learn about yourself and but that so many people allow the construct of this world around them to define who they are and and yes it's done through the lens of a woman and yes there's all these like female empowerment messages and all these like kind of anti patriarchy messages but all of that if you strip it away it it it's rooted in this this discussion of who is the individual. There's an, uh, we did not discuss, and we don't necessarily need to dive into the America Ferreira um, or plot line. There is a strong mother-daughter, or mother specifically, aspect to this film, and that's something that Barbie does not experience. And I think that is part of what Gerwig is getting at. There are a couple bio, uh, biographical things that are... I don't know if this has come up in Gerwig's interviews. I just looked this up because I was curious... She had her first son with she and Bombac had their first not their first son but her first son with Bombac um, four years ago and they had a second child like like three weeks ago like when Barbie came out so this is all happening when um, you know there, there is at least post production when when there's kind of the mid production of of her second kid um, so there these things are going on also her mother is a gynecologist. Um, oh. I'm sorry. I know, like this. It's just, it's just an interesting fact given the end of the film. So that you know, there, there, there are these things that are explored, and these are super sensitive um, topics. Even though, of course, people all over are birthing children, but like, there's just all these cultural fault lines. So she's dealing with parenthood and specifically motherhood, and 
a character who does not until the end of the movie have the chance of having kids. It's just these things are in the movie in ways that I think are subtle and, and maybe Bill Maher completely misses. One last um, interesting thing um, is unrelated to what I just said, but do you know who um, Gerwig's roommate was um, in, uh, I guess, um, yeah, in Col- a dorm mate who was in a dorm with her in Columbia University? Give us a hint. She's in the movie. Issa Rae? No. No. Wait. Uh, Kate McKinnon? Yeah. Weird Barbie. Yeah. Wow. So That's wild. At Columbia, you said? Columbia, yeah. Wow. And they both performed. They performed in the Columbia University Varsity Show. They, they performed together in Columbia. Oh, wow. I, I, I think... I think the film was was you 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 um, are well in a in our in our previous podcast episode, Matt. You mentioned how Barbie was threading the needle uh, very effectively, and I think you were one hundred percent right. It it does this uh, magnificent job of um, stepping on the right toes and not stepping on the wrong toes. Um, now I think you know it's going to piss some people off because it has some very strong messages, and those messages are, I mean, worn right on the sleeve. There is no um, sugarcoating what is coming out of this about you know the male patriarchy, which is like like there's like a textbook for it, and and you know Ken reads it, but I do think it it does so in a way that is constantly. Um, making you feel like uh, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to, yes, this is this, this horrible thing, but we're just going to move on from this and here's how we're going to do it. And you're going to laugh as we do it. There's this kind of, they they just, she juggled that effectively and, and in a way that made, and it was like visually compelling as well. I I, I tell you that the, the movie that kept coming up for me was Lego movie. This was like a much more um, sophisticated philosophical film than Lego Movie, but it was Lego Movie. It was like mm-hmm. uh, you know a, a, a better it was version. Lego of Movie that. meets Elf, I think, and and the through line between the three is Will Ferrell. But <laughs> I think we're we're I don't know if we'll ever get two movies that have mainstream appeal and blockbuster and entertainment value at the level of production value that they are as Barbie and Oppenheimer, where they're also like. Each putting forward like pretty, um, I don't know if original is the word, but pretty like, um, I think pretty thorough, deep, and interesting like social commentary um, about relevant issues that like yeah. other people have tried to tackle through punditry or through art or whatever, and and haven't said the same thing. And but this is reaching like the entire audience of filmgoers globally. It's 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 really I think remarkable. I could not believe that Greta Gerwig was able to construct a movie in which uh, there are many, like a dozen or more instances where uh, there's basically a, a a monologue that's spoken in almost long form, like minute long or two minute long monologues on extremely uh, socially sensitive topics and and then it just like naturally flows into a comedic respite from that but but you're you're not 
it's not you're not weirded out by it it just so sort of happens naturally yeah. but it's but it's it's sort of odd too so i went to watch the film with my my daughter and she's uh younger I'm than very curious about this yeah i think she 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 loved the film there was nothing in it that that really um i mean there's this one motherfucker yeah, at the end that's bleeped out and that yeah. sort of wasn't a big deal and then and then a lot of the other stuff that would have been maybe objectionable kind of went over her head um so well, how did she, she did, connect? Like, there was nothing that yeah well how did she connect to the movie at her age I, I think she, yeah. yeah for her i think the the <laughs> she really loved ryan gosling in the movie i don't know what that says about mm. anything but detailed age but like roughly is yeah. she's not she's not like a 16 year old so. yeah yeah she's yeah. not a double digit that uh, a kid yet and um and you know i i think she also she she interestingly barbie was not her favorite character mm, which one she was? had two or three other female characters that she really identified with and found interesting she liked the and i can't remember the name of this character now but you know the That's the messed up barbie? Weird barbie oh uh, weird, <laughs> weird barbie just weird right. barbie thank you so she loved weird barbie she thought she was like quirky and interesting who is um, that who is that kate SNL actress kate mckinnon god yeah. she is so great no that was really clever and fun she also liked she also liked the president i mean they're all named barbie the so she did technically like appealing. barbie as the favorite character yeah <laughs> this is a good point president she didn't barbie. like she didn't yeah, like stereotypical, stereotypical or traditional barbie, barbie, stereotypical barbie, whatever barbie yeah. yeah i have all the dolls yeah so i i mean she didn't dislike stereotypical barbie but it just she wasn't drawn to her as a as a character um, I think she also viewed the film as um, uh, like extremely funny. She was laughing out loud a lot and and I was laughing out loud a lot and we're dramatically different ages and, and we were laughing at sometimes the same thing but at other times very different things. Um, so it was it was interesting to watch. Did to you not watch take your son? Life. No, I didn't. This okay. was a father-daughter date, so ah, we, yeah. yes. Uh, there are, I mean, the the use of slapstick in this movie really delighted me. Like for some reason, every time I think of Ken trying to surf, like the way they did that scene and they just went all out with it, it's so elf and so ridiculous, but had like a purpose. It just the physicality and and the visuals on some of the humorous parts are. And also, like, the, the the executive chasing Barbie. I mean, it's ridiculous. But um, they really went for zaniness with a purpose, and, and I think that worked well. They broke the fourth wall a few times, if not many times, and um, they did that effectively as well. Helen Mirren was an amazing narrator. Yeah. Um, I think she, she really... Um, it was interest, an interesting choice because... Uh, I, I sort of didn't need a British voice. I, it was like kind of everything else is American. <laughs> and there's this like, well, let's make it a little more philosophically interesting by bringing in a British accent, which was kind of at first through me, but then it, it worked. I personally liked that Helen Mirren was the narrator because of her trajectory as an actress um, in real life and how she was like this like, bombshell when she was younger and has aged and you she's still very beautiful but she sort of like encapsulates 
what I would think stereotypical Barbie would be if she was a real human being. The the, gyne- the gynecology appointment at the end was, I mean, had the entire it's audience the perfect in ending, stitches. Really, um, in this movie. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, a perfect was ending, and my daughter that's, said, "That's what, what I was wondering when you uh, what what I uh, that's what I, I I told you before the movie. I said there will be questions. That's yeah, exactly yeah. the question that I, mean, I wasn't yes. going to spoil it. Of course, uh, there was going to be one question, and, yeah. and I knew what it was. <laughs> I, I I was a little. Um, I it was necessary, but I was a little uh, underwhelmed with the real Perlman aspect of the film. Uh, it, oh, it, I loved I loved her, but go ahead. Yeah, no, she's amazing, and and the way she performed in the film was amazing. I just didn't know if the Barbie creator narrative was as essential as it, it was sort of structured to be, because it it there there was all these caveats. Like, yes, she ended up having financial difficulties, and like, you know, some was corrupt in some way. Um, but you know, her idea was to save women through Barbie and she's going to help. I don't know. It was like, she was supposed to be Geppetto and like, you know, here's Pinocchio. That's going to become a real boy later on. And Geppetto is like this kind of father figure. And she was kind of like a mother figure, but it just didn't seem necessary to me. And I, I felt like it was sort of of, of the whole film, the more contrived portion of it. I- I, what I saw there, and I, I agree with you, but I, I don't know if it should have been removed, is something that was probably there from the beginning of uh, Bombach's and, and Gerwig's conception of what they were going to do. And it was there kind of in the bones and the spine backbone of it. Um, so when we've written, um, I have a hard time removing something like that if it's like that's the foundation on which I built, but then things that grew up organically around it are alive, and then there's this kind of like this thing that's been out that 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 the the script has outgrown and yes and that's my guess is that that was there in the beginning when they first came up with it and then it kind of remained there but but Cameron may it sounds like you have a different take no I I mean I I could see it both ways I could see that have being added at the end but I found it to be a very effective scene uh similar to the moment when Margot Robbie sits on the bus bench with the older lady. Oh. Like, it's just it's just additive. So I'll s- sort of give a flip side of it. I think the, the boardroom, and this sort of starts to get into some of my criticisms, the boardroom stuff, uh, or the executive suite with Will Ferrell, all of that is very, very necessary. But I found it to be the weakest part of the movie. The, the executive suite stuff, intellectually... I really liked those were the scenes where they really leaned into the zaniness and into the the farcical and it didn't quite work for me and and it's a lot of it was colored by Will Ferrell's shtick that has been wearing on for me decades. For, for about five <laughs> years now and yeah almost a decade now I, like I, I wish he would have played it a little bit more straight I think when you see like the blocking of the chase when they're like running around the cubicles and it's like totally farcical. It, it just didn't quite work for me the same way like Ken <laughs> running into the wave that's cardboard did. I think, um, yeah, I, I think it was just weak like having that. They're, they're, the, the executive's adventure of running around was uninteresting. They're just sort of extraneous. I think 
they could have just had that image of all those men sitting around a table and done a quick scene and then moved on to other things. I think yeah. that the the actors carried this. I mean, sorry, the writing was great, the direction was great, but the actors were were fantastic, um, particularly all the Barbies and the Kens. Um, and and with shout outs to, um, I mean, Kate McKinnon. What's and that? Alan. I, yeah, Michael Sarah did fine. He did fine. Is that? Alan. I guess. I mean, I didn't know anything about <laughs> Alan the the doll. I only had Kens and Barbies oh, and Skippers myself, but the uh, Michael Sarah was Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah, yes. Michael Sarah. But but I mean yeah. specifically Gosling, Robbie McKinnon, um, and 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 I thought uh, um, I was it? Leo, Leo Samu was, oh, was um, yeah Leo Samu was, was awesome. amazing. Um, also the guy who was yeah. <laughs> from Secret Invasion. Um, that that part that oh, can the guy who plays Malcolm X in One Night Miami and you know who he's Phenomenal. gonna he's playing Bob Marley that looks awesome I don't that looks I think that looks great I was like getting chills even though I was like I didn't expect this movie to exist I know but that guy's on fire what's his name uh, anyway he's on fire right now if Margot Robbie is not nominated for Best Actress which I would be shocked if she didn't given not only how good she is in the movie but just how popular the movie is would be just a travesty but someone has got to get this lady an oscar she is incredible and and ryan gosling is amazing um i think ryan gosling stole a lot of scenes he had an amazing range that we have not seen him do before um i know he's good at comedy but i don't want that to overshadow how good Margot Robbie It's is. just funny that we're having this. I mean, a, a couple of years ago, I couldn't imagine that we were talking about the amazing range show by an actor playing the Ken doll. I, know, I, know. I couldn't, I couldn't get Knuff. I, I don't know who's going to get Oscars. I, I do think, um, I think some people maybe should be nominated for Barbie. I, I think the actors were, were exceptional. I think Gosling and, and Robbie are going to be nominated. Sure. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. sure they will, but yeah. I actually don't think their performances are um, worthy of best actor or best actress. Best actor, I have my choice. I won't waver from, but we'll get into that another time. I just think that I th- I think the 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 I think the movie is a complete package, yes. and that complete package is has something very relevant to say for our current day. And I think the movie is is super fun. I don't think it's an all time great cinema. Like no, it's 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 it it is not the kind of movie that uh, that I'm going to put on my short list for greatest of all time by any means. But it's but it's ridiculously well put together and extremely memorable. And um and the you know the Kens sometimes stole the show. The Barbies sometimes stole the show. Uh, there was a there was a uh, an offbeat quality to the whole thing, and it just captured the zeitgeist. And that's a special thing for a film to do, and it did it really well. But but I'm not I'm not sure that I'm. I mean, I think the acting was great, but I think it really I, the credit goes to Gerwig and sure. and Bombback. I mean, they, that 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 movie to me is all about there. It, it felt almost Coen Brothers esque in the quality of of constructing this. Like, I feel like they were probably there adjusting the way the Kins did things like thinking through how, you know, Gosling should hit the way all these kinds of things felt very directorial in nature. 
And there was an attention to detail. I think the way to recognize yeah. this film, though, I know you don't orchestrate the Oscars, is uh, recognizing the original screenplay. I mean, I think I, I never expected a Barbie movie that I would find this entertaining or thought-provoking, interesting, moving. Um, I'm with you all. It's not an all-time great, but for a Mattel movie based on a toy that I did not myself play with, uh, wow, I did not have any expectations, um, even though I knew the players involved and that they're very talented. So I think it's a home run in that regard. I think Mattel or whoever in Mattel made this decision had just a little bit of imagination to see that, you know, Barbie isn't the brand that it used to be. Um, I mean, Barbie and Mattel are the big winners from this. I mean, I think, yes, she doesn't pull any punches, but somehow Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach put out a culturally relevant, acceptable, edgy message that is pro Barbie at its core. And like, that's kind of the twist from these, you know, maybe it's not fair to say, but in my mind, it kind of like, I, I picture these like, aloof hipsters putting this movie together everyone thinks they're going to trash barbie but no they praise barbie in this complex way and it works because i mean the barbies are flying off the shelves i I think my favorite quote from the movie and in the most touching scene was when ken says to be honest when i found out the patriarchy wasn't just about horses i lost interest that sort (laughs) of captured the whole thing for me in a way it was like it was just perfectly timed it was for sure it was like slipped in there and yet it was kind of everything i can't believe we haven't done this in the past with our other like movie reviews but we should start a tradition where we give it a rating I don't know what rating y'all want to do. Like, I need ten stars because I I need to be able stars. to define. Yeah, because I think on a five scale, I kind of want to do point two five in there, and it's just not fun. Well, if so we do I need ten stars. Five, yeah. ten, perfect. All right, Matt, you go first. I, you know, I rarely do this. I'm going to throw an eight point five out there. Aaron, what would you give it? I also give it an eight and a half. Gary. Okay, I will give it eight eight stars. Bold, huh? bold. You're anti woman. <laughs> oh man all right yeah, you go go ride well, your guys. horse off into the sunset <laughs> if they had more horses it would be an 8.5 um <laughs> why could they just at least have him ride a horse once? i know i was waiting i was waiting for the horse ride even just a cardboard horse just anything like could you imagine if but Ken I had seen a real life horse and just like had a moment where he's like my eyes are popping right now. Viewers can't this see it. Is, this is why Gerwig and Bombach are writing this camera. And not us. <laughs> yeah. I, I All right, guys. Two, two, on, two on the snout or something. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Let us know what you think. We'll be posting this on Instagram and Twitter. And that's it. Peace. Peace.